what which would you prefer you know what's easier for you to really feel is it going to be worse for you to really overthink about it and not act look back in a few years and realize that you could have gone to do so many things or just do it messy learn along the way and make it as simple as it can be Hey performer, welcome to the Creatively Performing Arts Podcast. Are you ready to get back to your creative passion for singing, acting, and dancing again? Hi, I'm Estelle, beginner voice coach, performer, and Christian creative, and I know how it feels to want to use your God-given gifts, but to stay stuck in fear. The solution is to just get started. So in this podcast, you'll find beginner singing and performing tips, inspiring interviews with artists, and help to push past your fear so you can finally start performing again. So pause your Broadway playlist and take a vocal rest, because the show is starting and you're the star of it. Let's begin. Hi guys, it's Estelle. Welcome back to the show. How are we doing? Happy Monday. I hope you're doing well. I'm excited that you are here. I'm excited for today's episode, today's interview. I think you're going to love it. Um, Yeah, I am kind of tired, but I'm ready for this week. I think it's going to be good. I'm excited to just keep giving you guys great interviews and I just recently had an amazing interview as well with someone that I'm excited to share with you and I hope you like this you know I hope that you are inspired and that you are taking actionable steps every single episode and that you're not only inspired but you're again like not only are you inspired but you are taking action you know you're taking action steps you are working on your dream, working on your creative passion, working on a project of some sort, you're getting started. I hope, I hope that you're doing that. And, um, cause that's, that's the goal. You know, I want you to be so inspired and empowered and to love hearing these stories, but I want you to take it and run with it, you know? So let me know how that's going for you. I'd love to hear from you. Um, send me a DM today, like after you listen to this episode, just send me a message and share with me, you know, I'm, uh, I'm someone who's wanting to start dancing or hi, so I just wanted to let you know that I am starting to sing again. You know, I just love to know what your, what your creative passion is, what your creative project is. And I'm going to hype you up. Of course, I'm going to encourage you, of course. And if I have any like sort of resources that I can send to you, I will. I just want to hear your, what your passion project is, what your creative career is or whatever it is so I can support you and um, even more, you know? So if I hear that there are a lot of dancers and I can get more dancers on here, you know what I'm saying? Or a lot of actors and, and so on and so forth. So let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram at Estelle Avberry. I would love to hear from you. Okay, so before we get into today's interview, into today's guest and um, the interview, of course, you guys know, like I shared last week, we're going to be doing a giveaway every single episode leading up to our 100th episode. So last week was the 95th episode. Today, this is the 96th episode, and today's giveaway is going to be a Starbucks gift card. You know me. I'm a Starbucks girly at this point. You probably know that because I'm always doing Starbucks gift cards. Um, So yeah, if you would like to win, if you'd like to enter to win, or you just want to support the giveaway, I would love your support. I really appreciate it. Whenever I see any reviews, it makes me so happy. truly makes my day because um, I get to hear from you, and I get to hear what you're liking. So all you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts and um, screenshot the review and DM it to me at Estelle F. Berry or at Creatively Performing Arts, whichever you prefer. Or you can email it to me at EstelleFBerry at gmail.com if you aren't on Instagram for whatever reason. That's fine too. You are welcome to enter to win. So make sure you just leave the review, screenshot it, and just send it to me one way or another. I'm checking all my boxes, all my inboxes, all the things so that I don't miss anything so I can make sure I enter you into the giveaway to win a Starbucks gift card, okay? Thank you so much for supporting. Um, This supports the show a lot. So you guys are hopefully enjoying the free content, hopefully enjoying all the incredible interviews and hearing people's stories. And I would just really, really appreciate the support. Just a quick 
30 second review share something that you like from the show and um, let me know that you did it and I'd love to enter you into the giveaway okay you could win this week all right so let's get into today's episode I got to interview Drea Lopez Drea is a first of all very fun very kind person I loved talking to her and um, she's also a multi-passionate creative she's a podcast host and a singer songwriter who won a latin grammy award for a song for co-writing a song on gloria estefan's album so she's really cool she has a podcast that is charted around the world um, where she highlights all these different journeys of creatives as well as her own journey she really shares honestly about her journey so far which i love I love how authentic she is on her podcast. So she shares her journey today um, so far about how she became a songwriter, how she started um, writing songs professionally, and so much more, so many actionable steps. And speaking of actionable steps, before I forget, if you want to take an actionable step after this episode or you are ready to sing, you're ready to start singing and actually guarantee that you're going to be performing and auditioning at the end of every single month, I want to remind you slash also just encourage you to sign up for the Confident Performer membership. It is a monthly membership where you will be in a group, uh, group setting, virtual group setting where you will have to you encourage each other to actually sing and perform or audition at the end of every single month and you're going to get group singing coaching in there it's going to be so much fun and you want to be singing you want to be performing this is a great way to do it because you'll have that accountability and so i'll talk more about it in a little bit but i just wanted to drop that in there you can go to creativelyperformingarts.com and look at that i'll have it in the show notes as well but just wanted to drop that in there because we're talking about taking action today. So, all right, let's get into this interview with Drea Lopez. I'm excited for you to hear her story. Get ready, buckle in. Without further ado, the amazing Drea Lopez. All right, we are here with the Drea Lopez. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited to talk to you and to get into your story and to where you were, where you are now, where you're going as a singer, songwriter, as a writer in general, and as a podcaster. So Drea, for everyone who doesn't know <laughs> this Latin Grammy Award winning songwriter, this top charting podcast host and this amazing woman before me can you tell everyone a little bit about your creative journey so far um and just like a little bit about where you were and where you are now creatively and what you've learned so far that's a lot but just like a little bit of your creative journey I don't even know where to begin (laughs) where do I begin so you can start Um, as early as you want just take us back to like when you first started singing and what that turned into for you. Let's start there. Well, I've been singing since I was really young. Like I would say my whole life I've been in love with music. You know, I am half Colombian from Cartagena, Colombia and half Spanish from Spain. And my house was always kind of filled with music, celebration, any excuse to just like dance, sing, be with family. I have a big family. So it was like this honestly an excuse like an invitation just to kind of be together and and hang out together and I was always in that world so I grew up I think that was kind of like the beginning kind of spark in me to want to do something creative something in music and I used to put on shows for my family and dance and sing for them and I was obsessed with Shakira for my whole like childhood and it was a big thing for me but um I'd say I would say that like when I really started to use creativity for more of like an express like to express myself or to kind of really make it a part of my life I would say is when I was in middle school um I was bullied by a group of girls and um a lot of people say like oh but it's so long ago but honestly I I really think that if you're if ever if you've ever been bullied or ever in that position you really do kind of carry that with you and it's something that really taught me, even though it's not, it doesn't affect my life every day anymore. It's something that I always remember of, you know, how to be a loyal friend and how to really use those experiences to express myself even more. And so in middle school, I 
was kind of like an outsider. And I used a lot of my, my feelings to express myself on paper. So I would really just write, I would journal all the time and journaling has been a part of my life since I was 11 years old. So yeah, journaling is one of my biggest passions, I would say. Then that kind of turned into writing songs. So my family gifted me a guitar for my birthday and I just started using the things I was writing in my journal to write songs. And like, no one really taught me how to do it. I just one day was like, I kind of want to write this song. And I taught myself four chords on the guitar on YouTube. At the time, YouTube, I think, had like just begun. And I taught myself four chords. I taught myself a lot of the Taylor Swift songs. And I <laughs> basically just kind of used that to start expressing myself. And really, the only people that really knew that about me were my family and my close friends. I would sit in my room for hours writing and then show them what I wrote. And those girls came with me to high school. And I remember still feeling like a loner my freshman year and my sophomore year. I had already made some new friends in the new school and one of them was like such an angel and she signed me up for the school talent show because she knew that I could sing and I had songs and she knew all the words to my songs and she signed me up and I ended up winning the competition and that was kind of the real beginning of this is something more. This could be something that really helps me connect with people because at, until that point, I didn't really have that group of friends. I didn't really have that ability to like be really be myself and just show people what I was about. And so music gave me that opportunity. It was a way for me after that competition for people to come up to me and be like, are you in my school, in my class? Like, well, you don't really talk, you know, we should hang out. And I started getting asked from the school to do events and different school activities. I was kind of asked to like sing and be a part of it. So that's really how my music journey really started, where I really embraced it and allowed it to be a part of me, allowed it to be a part of my life. And from there, I decided to study music business and I went to school for that for three years. I was a transfer because initially I had kind of done what everyone does, which is like, oh, I'm just going to study business. And then after one year, I was like, I don't know if I want to just do business. So I transferred and I said, I'm going to do music business because I really want to know the industry behind what I love to do. I don't just want to learn music because I feel like I had thankfully like a natural talent in the sense of like that's something that no one ever taught me I just I was just doing but I wanted to learn how I could make that a career so I went to music school met incredible people had a great experience there and during my school time my college time I interned for Emilio Estefan which is Gloria Estefan's husband which if Whoever's listening doesn't know who that is. It's the woman that sings, come on, shake your body, baby, do that conga. And I interned for him for two years. So I was supposed to be there for only three months. But every three months, I didn't want to leave. So I was like, don't pay me. It's okay. I just want to be here. I want to learn. Use me to just like do everything you need me to do. You know, like I'll clean the closets. I'll get you coffee. I'll get you dinner. I'll get whatever you want. I just please think of me to be here. And I was there for two years. And after I think a whole year of really being there, there was a summer that I stayed there as well. And he came up to me and said, we're going to get another intern because I want you to start writing with me. And that's when I really started writing with him. And I have a catalog of music with them. And one of those songs is called Cuando Hay Amor which is the song that is on Gloria Estefan's album and that album won the Latin Grammy. So that's how I got to be a part of that. And it's been, it's definitely been a journey, <laughs> but it's been one that I feel really blessed to be a, a part of. And, you know, anyone listening, I am assuming is also a musician. It's really hard sometimes, but there is so much, um, there's so many beautiful things along the way that are just as meaningful as you know getting quote unquote there or you know accomplishing anything it's really it's really the journey there yeah that was so beautiful thank you for sharing that 
And mm-hmm. like, I could just see like woven into your story, like those little, so many key moments, like where it could have turned out differently, you know, like, I'm so sorry that you went through that bullying. Like that is just horrible. That's so painful. And the fact that you were like resilient enough to not let that stop you from actually you, you kind of channeled it into writing and journaling and expressing yourself, getting to know yourself and being creative instead of, you know, being stuck in that pain and that, you know, I, I just, it's beautiful. And thank you. And then, yeah. And then from there you found, you know, friends, good friends, community that were able to like, it's like community can sometimes make or break what comes next, you know, depending on where you are emotionally and mentally, you know, that one friend who signed you up for that talent show, you know, that talent show, you know, she didn't know what she was doing. (laughs) She didn't know how that could impact your life. Right. But by being a good friend, by being like seeing something in you and just like as a high schooler being like, you're going to sign up for this, you know, look at you now, um, because that gave you that confidence and that assurance that, oh no, this is something I can do. Um, and so I talk about community a lot on the show because it's so important and I've seen it in my own life, but I just love that you, you know, there was that negative community of those girls that, that wasn't true community. Right. And, but you were able to channel that to something beautiful and just something that was a creative expression. And then you have this finally like a good friend who then highlighted that good, that creativity and that musical talent in you. And then from there, you're able to keep going. And I love that you had the humility to stay in Emilio Estefan's Mm -hmm. um, as an intern for so long and just like keep renewing every three months (laughs) and be willing to do literally anything for free consistently um, just to learn and to get the experience just to be around right around that environment of create of creativity of songwriting of the music business and the industry like that takes humility to be able to say like I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it um and then there was of course the fruit of that was then being able to have this other opportunity which it's not like you were like strategically planning it out and organizing every single chip so that it fell into place (laughs) exactly it's just because you were there at the right place at the right time you were being humble and that you were you were willing to learn and again that community aspect being around the right people and I just I love that some there's some through lines in your story that I saw the community aspect that willingness to learn that humility and that um, ability to just express yourself in good times and hard times I just love that thank you for sharing Oh no, thank you. That and thank you so much for those kind words. <laughs> I I one something you said actually that I wanted to really mm. highlight is um, you know, people that are listening, it didn't really just it, I didn't go from the intern to the Latin Grammy. The interning part was in I started writing with them at, when I was it was 2015 and we didn't win the Grammy until 2021. So it's a big gap and people don't know that if, you know, if you just look at it, like, oh, she interned and she, and she's a part of the Latin Grammy, but the truth is that that song didn't even come out until 2020. So it was five years of me thinking the song will never come out because, you know, that happens a lot in the music industry where you write and you pitch it. Maybe someone does want it, but then the album drops or, you know, like no one you know, they, they change their minds. It happens and it's totally a part of the process. But I think something really important to think of is even though I had no idea how long that song would be kind of, you know, not released, I never let go of the connection. You know, I never let go of, even every time I went to Miami, even after the internship, I always I always kept up with them. I always wanted more of, you know, like, let's, let's still be in contact, even though I'm not an intern, even though, you know, I'm, it's no longer how it used to be. That's something so important in the music industry are your connections are the people that really have seen you from the beginning. And, you know, for like nourishing those friendships, nourishing those connections is so important because the industry is really big. 
like music industry is is huge, but it's also very small, you know? And so that was something I learned. It was kind of like one, never, never, uh, always be patient and never let go of the people that, you know, have really taught you and like have really been there for you when I literally was like in college and just learning about the industry. Uh, another thing I learned through that process is that when we won, when I got the notification that we had won, I was really happy. But the first thing I really thought of was going back to the memories of being in that studio for hours and days and not seeing the sunlight. Cause you know, if you've ever been in a studio, like you're inside a box pretty much and there's no sunlight and it's all insulated and like, you know, because you need the, you need the acoustics for the audio and stuff. And I just kept thinking about those moments. Like it was so awesome to be in a room with those people for hours. It was so awesome to be able to go get coffee and do this and do that. And you kind of forget the quote unquote accomplishment or like bigger picture of like the award because the, although the award was awesome, what meant more to me that I realized in that moment was that memory and that journey that I really, I really cherished, you know? Yeah, it's so true. It's so beautiful. I love that. Um, I think, so I do theater, so a lot as well as singing and I love the like the my favorite part is always the rehearsal process like you love the performances and like taking your final bows and like hearing the applause and getting to talk to people afterwards and hear what they thought of it like that's great and this is not winning a Grammy or anything but like still this similar sentiment of like meaningful yeah it's like but like really your favorite part is getting to hang out with the cast during the rehearsals and like waiting backstage and like being in the process like you know, when you first try on your costume, like all those things, like all those little things leading up to the big performance, the big show, like that's where you really learn, learn the most and grow the most. And it's the most fun. It's where you make the most memories. And, and again, that connection with the people around you is, is so strong and it's really built during those times of like being in the trenches together, so to speak. So I love that you said that. So true. And I also love that you talked about patience. You know, I'm not like, I don't think, I don't know how many people are naturally patient, <laughs> but especially like creatives, you know, we see a vision, we want, you know, we see this like big dream. We're, you know, we're go-getters. We're willing to work for it. And like, we want it to happen. But of course, at the same time, like that's, you know, the industry, of course, because you've studied it and you've been in it for so long, but that's not how it works. And it just made me think about, um, I don't know if you, I know you're into personal development because I love your show and I listen to your show a lot. So I don't know if you've read Grit by Angela Duckworth. I'll link it in the show notes for everyone because it's a great book, especially yeah, for Yeah, I'm going to definitely jot that down when I listen yeah, back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's called Grit by Angela Duckworth. She's a psychologist and she did like all these studies about like what makes people great as athletes, as artists, as whatever it is, whatever industry they're in um, is grit and like lot, mm-hmm. like not like a flash in a pan greatness, but like true greatness and it's grit. And she defines grit as um, passion and perseverance um, Oh, in long-term goals or something like that. Yeah, for long-term goals, passion and perseverance for long-term goals. And like, that's how she defines it. Like, yes, you have to be passionate, but you have to, the other piece is perseverance. You have to be patient, just like you were talking about in and over a long period of time. And that's what you did from 2015 to 2020, 2021. And it's so beautiful that um, you practice that. And I know you're continuing to do that. So I love that for you. That's awesome. Thank you. That's so sweet. (laughs) Well, let's talk about what happened next and what prompted you to then start sharing what you've learned. So you've learned a lot, not only creatively in in putting it into action as a songwriter, singer, but also you've learned a lot about business. Um, and I love talking to creative entrepreneurs on this show a lot, um, because I'm a creative entrepreneur and I have so much to learn. And I know most people who are creatives, like it's always good to know kind of the industry, the business of things. Mm -hmm. And we're all like, as an artist, you're kind of your own business. 
Mm -hmm. Um, whether you're doing it as a hobby whether you're doing it as a side hustle or as a full-time gig like it's you it's so good to know like the behind the scenes of things and I love how you went from being in the music business to then kind of transitioning to also podcasting which is its own business in itself and now you're doing so many things to um, really help other artists as well and so I'd love to talk a little bit about your journey from like um, being a singer-songwriter to then prompt like what was the impetus what was the prompting to starting a podcast and go into that as well and and um yeah what that's led to so far well this was a surprise to me as well (laughs) I have always been known as the singer songwriter musician friend daughter you know sister etc colleague it was always Drea is a singer-songwriter. Drea is a musician. Drea is in LA writing and doing all this stuff. And the pandemic hit. And I think that's a lot of people's kind of new spark for like a new journey, I think was the pandemic. Um, There obviously was like a hard time for everyone. And so I was in LA at the time and I everything kind of paused, right? Like my sessions with my music friends, with my songwriter friends had paused. Zoom wasn't really normalized yet. So it was a lot of what are we going to do now? And there isn't a way that we can create at the moment. And even though I was writing by myself, there's the element of collaborating was kind of on pause. So I was listening to a lot of podcasts at that time. I would go for walks. I would be in my room. I would be cleaning my apartment for the millionth time because of what else were we going to do? Like it was so much uncertainty. And I was listening to a lot of podcasts, I think, to grasp onto something that made me feel good. You know, it made me feel excited and happy about life because it was so such a hard time. So I realized though that as I was listening to a lot of the episodes it was a lot of people that were older than me so I'm 28 and I say my age proudly like I think I think age is a beautiful thing no matter what age you are I think that comes with a lot of wisdom it comes with a lot of knowledge it comes with a lot of just excitement that you've lived this life right and I realized however that the episodes I was listening to were people that were older than me, maybe in like their 40s, 50s, 60s, even 70s. And even though I was so inspired by their story and I loved the accomplishments they had made, I always left that conversation thinking, what were you doing at 26? Because I was 26. And I was like, what do you mean? It was just like their, their story had a big gap. Like I kept thinking like, okay, yes, you were struggling. And then all of a sudden it's like, you figured it out. And even though it was very specific, some of those conversations were very specific to what they were talking about. I always kind of wanted to like call them and be like, wait, I loved your story, but can you please tell me what happened before this part? Or can you please tell me more? (laughs) Yeah. Like, what were you doing at my age? Yeah. And so I kept thinking about this every time I had an episode I was listening to, I was like, what were you doing at my age? What were you doing at my age? And then something really just like hit me was like, why don't you just ask your friends? You know, like your friends are creative. They're amazing people. They're super involved in the community and you have friends from all over the world doing all these different things. Why don't you just ask them? And I basically just recorded on my phone, which again, the musicians know you always use your voice notes app. I have so many voice notes. Oh my goodness. It's so packed with different things. And I grabbed it for the first time to record something other than music. And I just started recording myself. And I just said, hey, friends, this is Drea. I know we're in like a weird time right now in life. However, I have this idea. I want to run it by you. Let me know if you're down for this, if you would want me to interview you, if you're open to being a part of this, if you even care to be listening to something like this. And every single friend I sent it to said, let's do it. Interview me. I think it's a great idea. Um, Get it going. And so I did. I literally just sat down and I started going through titles. I started figuring out how to record, how to edit. I had never done that because, again, I studied really the business of music, not really like music music. So I didn't have engineering on my side, like audio engineering. I didn't have any of that, really. I took one class of audio engineering in school. It was kind of like one of those credits you needed to take. And I 
thought to myself, what am I doing? This is a horrible idea. I was like, this is not going to work. You are not known for this. And I kept having that imposter syndrome. I kept having that negative voice in my head thinking, this is going to be really bad. Like this is, you're going to, you're going to release this and no one's going to listen to it. No one's going to care. People are going to think you're crazy because you've never done anything other than music. But I knew I had some friends on my side and I knew that it could be something great. And if I never tried it, I knew, I knew that I would always regret it. I knew I'd probably look back and be like, why didn't you do that? You know, like you weren't doing anything else. It was the pandemic and it was like a good time to start that. So um, at the time, I remember looking through my podcast app and seeing that uh, at the time, there weren't a lot of young creatives talking about young creatives. It was mostly if there was a young creative or like a young entrepreneur, they were mostly talking about like dating life or business business, like finances. They were talking about like very specific things, but I, I didn't really find a show that was talking about what I really wanted to talk about. And now I'm so glad that there are so many more because I love that that's growing and that that's normal now. Like we are also significant, you know, like we are also on this journey of figuring things out. And why can't we highlight where we are now? Because maybe we ourselves are just one step ahead from someone else that's listening to our story and we're giving them permission to just do it, you know? And when I started realizing that my friends, like I have a guitar guitarist friend who has toured all over the world. How did you do that? You know, you're, you're also 28. So how did you figure that out? So I would interview someone like him and I'd be like, okay, tell me your story. How did you get into guitar? How did you figure out how to audition for this gig? How did you get the gig? How has it been on the gig? And I just started looking at my friends for their journey. And that's why I really called the show The Journey of Pursuit, because I really wanted to be very specific of it's not about accomplishing anything. It's not about my friend getting on the gig. It's about my friend figuring out how to do those things, regardless of how old he was, because I think a lot of people also look back or look at people that are younger and either said like they're not experienced enough or, um, you know, like there's someone better. and I mean, that's fine. That's great. But there are some people that are doing incredible things that are young and should be highlighted for how they're pursuing that every single day. And it's also kind of this, I had this moment of I'm on that same journey. I'm also just figuring things out. And with the podcast, it gave me so much permission to be messy, to be just imperfect and to be just do things like do them scared. And the podcast really gave me that opportunity to, you don't know how to edit. You don't know how to record. You don't know how the show's going to do. You don't know anything about this. This is completely new to anything you've ever done, but it's probably the best thing that's going to help you grow. It's probably the best way to connect with people because you also are imperfect. That's just life. And so I was very open about that on my show. I always started the show saying, I'm just like you. I'm also in my 20s figuring things out. I'm also just taking messy actions every single day to get closer to what I want to do, to get closer to a better version of myself, to learn, to pivot. And so that's really where the show came about. And I mean, we're almost three years into the podcast. I started it, um, well, two and a half-ish years, but it's been a, the best decision I've ever made because I got to get connected to so many great, incredible, creative people. Like even you, Estelle, like this is amazing. You know, this is like, where, when will we have met, you know? So it's one of those things that every time I get off a call with someone that I'm interviewing them, I am on this like cloud nine high of like, I love this, you know, because it's kind of the same thing after you hear a song that you've just written and you hear the recording or you're in that room with people and you're hearing it back or you're playing it. There's no better feeling than that because nothing else matters in that moment other than the connection with people. And it doesn't matter who those people are. It's just like this beautiful connection, this beautiful just like understanding we created this together. We're here together. We did this. And it's so positive. And I really wanted to show my friends how cool they were. And what was so great is that I would say like 10 out of 10 times, they'll be saying their story 
they'll be like, oh, okay, this is what it was. And then at the end of the episode, they're, they always say, wow, I didn't even realize, you know, how much I've done. I'm like, that's exactly the point. Why not go on one of the shows and talk about how you've done everything up till now and you're going to continue doing so. So that's really how the show came about. And obviously, as you can tell, I'm really passionate about it. I I love love it. it. I love it. I feel the same way after interview. I know I'm going to feel that way after we finish talking, like just (laughs) so full of joy. And I've never heard anyone put it that way. But yeah, I think it is that like connection to someone else's story, getting to share your stories with each other and like knowing that other people are going to hear this story. It's just so the culmination of all of that is just yeah. exciting. So I love that um, you, and I do want to talk about like, maybe like what the through line is in your show, but before we get into that and like what you've learned from all the people that you've interviewed, before we do that, I would love to know, you talked about, you know, taking messy action every day and what prompted you to start the show was feeling like there was this gap of like, okay, like, what did you actually do? Like, what did you actually do? And I, so I know there are people listening who want to start writing songs. Like they want to, or they are songwriters, but they want to know, like, how do I know that I'm doing it right? You know, quote unquote, right. Like, how do I know that I'm taking the right steps? Like, what do I do every day? Like, what does that messy action look like? There are people who want to maybe start dancing, who want to start doing whatever creative thing that they believe like God has put on their heart that they have a talent to do. And they're just like, okay, but what next? (laughs) And so from your perspective, like based on like what you've done, you know, in that stretch of time from 2015 to 2021, I know you were in college at, at one point during that time, but you know, what did that messy action look like for you every single day? And like, what messy action are you taking as an artist every single day? You know, is it reaching out to to uh, studios? Is it going, you know, reaching out to get gigs? Like, what does that really look like for you, for anyone who's listening and is like, okay, what do I do? (laughs) Well, that's a great question because really the messy action for me, sometimes what I've always said is you'll just have to focus on one thing. Because for me, it was really overwhelming. When I first wanted to do the show, I started realizing I didn't know anything. So I had this huge list of, you have to research this. How do you get the show on Apple? How did you get it on Spotify? Like I started asking all these different questions and I got so overwhelmed that I was like, if I think about it like this and just look at this list of like overwhelming, I will not, I will not create the show. So I decided to just create an entire list. And then every day I would just pick one thing, one. And I, if I had the energy to do more, I would, but most times it was just one thing and I would spend hours trying to figure that out. And so, because it is difficult to just figure something out from the beginning and in 2020 podcasts were were popular, but not as popular as today. Like it's, it's gotten so much bigger and I love that, but I would say just take one action a day, one action that you know could take you one step closer. And that can even be for your mindset, can even be for your mental health. It doesn't even have to be for the monetary value. It doesn't have to be for, you know, like the success of like creating whatever you want to create. It can also just be like, what do I need to do for myself today to get closer to believing that I can do that? It can be anything like that. And I really took that upon myself every single day to just do one thing. One thing I'm proud of for myself, one thing I know got me closer to the mindset or closer to creating the podcast or closer to releasing a new song, whatever it was, it was always one step because that's all I could do at that moment because it was it was an overwhelming moment like time, you know, with COVID. So I would say look at a list or make a list and just pick one thing that you know at the end of that thing, you can be really proud of. Because I think that's what really carried me through was really knowing that I might not have done everything perfectly. I might not have done everything on my list, but I could be really proud about doing one of those things so well or like, you know, accomplishing that, that it carried me with energy for the next step because I was building that confidence. And I talk about this a lot on my show too, of it's creating things or doing things, taking that messy action, I truly believe gives you confidence because you start realizing that you're capable 
of doing these small little things that might seem hard, might seem overwhelming, but when you get them done, you realize, okay, I did that. So what's the next step? And I'm sure you can look back at a time in your life where you didn't know how you were going to do something and you did it. So you already know inside of yourself that you have what it takes. It's just, you know, getting that done little by little so that you don't feel like it's too much for you to even do. And I know you asked me of, you know, if someone wants to start songwriting or be a musician, if you pick up your guitar and you write three words, you're a songwriter. You know, like you, it doesn't have to be so complicated. It really can be grab a piece of paper and a pen, grab a guitar, look up a song on YouTube, look up some instrumentals and write a few words, try it out, sing a song, sing a few sentences, uh, try to, there, you're a songwriter. It doesn't have to be so complicated because I feel like, and it's not just with songwriting. I think we look at people or we look at things and we're like, oh, that's the kind of songwriter I want to be. But songwriting is very simple. Songwriting is music. Songwriting is expressing what you want, your emotions. And someone gave me a really good advice once where um, he said, I was asking him about writer's block. And I was asking, what do I do? Like, I don't, you know, I can't write or I have writer's block. And he said, write anything. You're no longer blocked because you wrote, you know, and it's so true. And I was just like, so good. I was making it so complicated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was making it so complicated. Like, no, but I didn't write a whole song. And he's like, but you wrote, so you're no longer writer. You're not blocked. Okay. And it's, I've taken that with me really to almost everything. And he gets all the credit. I mean, this is Richard Marks, who is like one of the biggest songwriters. Um, He has that song, wherever you go, whatever you do, that song, but he, he's an amazing songwriter. And I was really looking to him for advice. I was like, I don't know what to do with my life. I'm like, I have, you know, I'm blocked. What do I do? He's like, just pick up a piece of paper, right? there you're no longer blocked and it was so simple but so key to a lot of the things that I have thought of like oh I can't do that why not who said you can't who said you can't do a podcast you recorded something on your laptop you're now a podcaster because you recorded it and you you know you're working towards that so I think that's what I would say to anyone listening that wants to start something or doesn't know where to begin make a list pick one thing It doesn't have to be that complicated. I know that sounds maybe like a little harder to kind of grasp your head around. Like it is complicated. I get that. But you can also decide what you're going to focus on being complicated or you're going to focus on being some simple thing you can start working towards. I think that was really key for me starting the show and even everything I'm doing with music and with other things like that's always my mentality is you have a choice. You always have a choice of how you see things. And so what, which would you prefer? You know, what's easier for you to really feel? Is it going to be worse for you to really overthink about it and not act? Look back in a few years and realize that you could have gone to do so many things or just do it messy, learn along the way and make it as simple as it can be. I love that. Yeah, that's so good. This is why everyone needs to go listen to your podcast, Journey of (laughs) Pursuit, everyone. Because you do share a lot about, like, you're very honest and authentic about, like, this is what I'm learning right now. And a lot of it, like, you give action steps, like, and in your interviews, too. But you also share a lot about, like, mindset and all of that stuff. And and it's so important and it's so key. And I love that writer's block um, quote. That's wonderful. I'm going to keep that one in mind. That's so good. Because we hold ourselves back, like. And it's all, it's all mental. Like we hold ourselves back and saying, oh no, this, I have to do this, this, and this, and this. So why even bother starting? And I want to get people started using their creative gifts and and not telling themselves all these reasons not to. So thank you for sharing that. That's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at like your um, podcast and your own life, you know, when you were in LA, I don't know if you were like working a day job and like songwriting in the evenings or like songwriting throughout, like um, throughout those years while you were, you know, working towards 
um, growing as a songwriter, if you're performing. And I wonder if, I mean, you can talk, you can speak to that, but I wonder if like your um, podcast guests, your friends that you've interviewed on the show, who are, who are also doing so many amazing creative things, you know, if they have like a through line, if there's like a through line throughout their stories of like, yeah, we were all, you know, we all had to kind of like work day jobs and, you know, work on our music during these cracks in, in time, or maybe they all had to, you know, um, deal with overcoming their mindset. Like, what is that through line that you've seen in your life and in the interviews uh, the of the the people that you've interviewed and the lives of the people that you've interviewed that you're like, you know what, this is very key to the creative journey. You know, a lot of creatives have to deal with this. A lot of creatives have to overcome this. A lot of creatives in their day-to-day lives are going to have to do X, Y, or Z to do this full-time or to have this career. Um, What are some of those through lines that you've seen that you think will be really key for people? Just to wrap up, like, I would love to hear that. Um, I think other people would really be inspired. Yeah, well, when I first got to LA, I didn't have a job and I had to go find one very quickly because I had gone there with savings. And so I had left my corporate job in Miami, where I'm from. And I kind of told myself, like, I'm going to try LA for four months and figure it out. And again, like I always talk on my shows, like, I'm just going to figure it out along the way, like one step at a time. And what I did is that I printed 20 copies of my resume. And I went in person, which is so like, like, it's so weird now to do that. But back in the day, yeah, like, like, there was no, no one does that now. It's like LinkedIn. Yeah. And, and indeed. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying that like people my age don't even do this. Like, I just thought to myself, like, I need to get this done now. And so I can't I wait for an email, you know? Yeah. So I went to the boulevard of where I was living, like close to where I was living. And I just went store to store. I was like, hey, I'm new here. I need a job. I'll work for you. I'm free these days. Like, let's do it, you know? And I went to, I don't know how many stores in that boulevard, but the last store was kind of this store that split in two. And one of them was this like really cute little clothing store, which my friend, Emily, who's a songwriter, which I didn't know at the time, but I met her there. She had just been hired. And I went to the next store because I'm like, okay, well, that's a different store. I went to the next store and it was this cute lady. And I told her I was sweating. It was like the middle of September in LA. I was like, I have been walking nonstop. I just need someone to give me a chance. And I went to her and I said, here's my resume. I have experience. I'm a really hard worker and I'll be here for you whenever you need me. So she, she called me up that night. She's like, all right, let's start tomorrow. And I got a job the day I decided to do that, which was just, I I didn't, I didn't really expect that, you know? So I went the next day and I basically told her, I was very upfront with her. I was like, Hey, I'm a songwriter. And the real reason I'm in LA is because I want to songwrite and I want to be in sessions. So is there a way that I can also kind of tell you when I have those sessions coming up? Because I didn't really know how sessions worked yet in LA. I didn't know if it was like drop everything, go, you know? So she was super supportive until this day. She's always been really supportive of my career. And so that was a huge blessing because not every boss cares for your dream, you know? And so she was super caring about it. And I was able to be open with her about, hey, like, I don't know if I can work the day I said I could work because I have a session. Is there any way that we can switch it out? So I know that I was very blessed in that way. It was a huge, huge, huge gift. So I would say from then on, it was kind of very like find the places I could kind of mix and match what I needed to do to be able to do what I wanted to do you know, and that's kind of been forever, you know, like that's kind of been still today, like freelancing, doing all these different things. And all my friends are the same way. They're creatives. And most of them, some of them have corporate jobs, some of them don't. And you make it work the way that you needed to make it work to be able to do the thing that you love to do. And I think that that's a huge testament to loving something so much that it's not just it's not just, um, you know, oh, let's do this. And, you know, like, this is the only thing I have to do. I have to focus on someone else's dream. It's more so this is going to be able to support me 
to be doing what I love, I think has been a through line in my, in my podcast and in my friends' lives is really just kind of doing whatever you have to do, you know, and something that you feel comfortable doing also like in the sense of, okay, like if I'm going to be at a corporate job from nine to five, then from five to 10, I'm going to do music or I'm going to go to my sessions. And that's what I did too. After I had this boutique store, I did have a corporate job, like a, it was a startup really. And it was a music startup and I would work from there eight to around five. And after five was when I had all my sessions. So I would go from there to my friend's house. I would go to a new person's house. I would like meet someone up for a coffee or to get a drink, to be able to connect. I would also go to the networking events that, you know, the gigs and stuff. So you make it work for you, right? Like every person's different, but I think that that's been a through line with my friends. It's just, you know, finding things that work for you to be able to do what you love. And I would say the other thing I've seen on the podcast is the failure part. I ask that question all the time on my show, you know, like, what do you think is your biggest failure? And what do you think is your biggest success? And I ask those questions because Sarah Blakely, who's the owner of Spanx, she would go home every single night to her dad and her dad would ask her, what did you fail at today? And she would never really understand why he would ask her that, you know, she's like, why do I want to focus on what I failed at? But as she grew up, she realized that he was giving her a new definition for what failure was. It's, it's a part of life. It's something you should expect to happen to you, you know, for the journey that you're going to be on. So I ask that to my friends all the time. And something I've realized on the show is that every single person has rephrased that question to saying, it's not a failure, it's a lesson. And I say, that's exactly the point as to why I ask it, because it's kind of just showing people that every person's journey has some kind of downfall, has some kind of, you know, moment in time where you're not really sure why it's happening, but then, you know, time passes or things happen and you realize why, and it's a blessing really, rather than it being like, you know, something that you can't understand why it happened. Um, And they do the same thing with the success part is kind of realizing that the success they have is never really anything tangible. It's always something I connected to someone, I met this or or someone else. I, you know, the experiences are what stay with people more so. Yeah, that's beautiful and very powerful. I love, first of all, what you said about, you know, the first through line in your life and in the people that you interview's lives is like making it work because, you know, it goes back to how, what the stories we tell ourselves of like this, oh, I can't do this. You know, if I'm, if I'm not going to become, you know, Drea Lopez or Beyonce or Taylor Swift tomorrow, mm-hmm. then I'm not even going to try to start, you know, what's the point, but you know, you and the people that you interviewed, like they just make it work, you know, whether it's working a job, whether it's doing this, like not everyone, some people, listening to the show just want to have this beautiful creative hobby this beautiful creative outlet and there's like there's so many ways that you can weave in your creativity and your creative gifts in your life whether it's as a career whether it's as a business whether it's as a side hustle or an outlet and so I love that you just gave that permission to just like let it be what it needs to be to make it work so that you can do what it is, use those gifts and, and do what it is that you want to do creatively. And so thank you for sharing that because that really gives people like options and lets people know that there's flexibility and how that looks for you. And then I love what you said about the failure aspect. It's so true. Reframing it to see that there is a lesson to be learned and that's why they're on your show. And that's Mm -hmm. why you're the one hosting the show because you have that, you because you have that frame of mind of like, oh no, this is a lesson. And of course it's going to lead to, you know, another opportunity, another quote unquote success, whatever that looks like, because you haven't let that, what see, may seem like a failure be like a negative, but you've actually allowed it to be a lesson. And so that's beautiful and so important for creatives to learn and to remind themselves about. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, my last question that I ask all of my guests, and I'm so excited to ask you because I can't wait for your answer, is if you could, you know, the, the person who's listening, they are, okay, they're ready to get started. You know, they're ready to take messy action. They have their one thing. They've made the list maybe while listening to this. 
Um, but you know, they need just like one more word of advice. If you could just give one word of advice, one uh, one piece of advice to the creative, the singer, aspiring singer, songwriter, actor, performer, creative who's listening. Um, if you could just give them one piece of advice, what would you say to them to really help them get started um, and to get over whatever it is that's in their mind holding them back to really get started using their creative gifts? What would that one piece of advice be? This is hard because I want to tell everyone listening so many things of just yes. like, I would say it would be a combination of forget about what everyone else wants for you. Forget about what everyone else says you should or shouldn't do. Listen to your heart. I know it sounds very like cliche, but really tune in with yourself. Take a second to listen to what your body and your mind and your heart are telling you that you should go for it. And when you get that answer, go for it and don't look back, you know, keep going, believe in yourself enough to continue working towards becoming that person that you want to be becoming that artist, becoming that musician, becoming that podcaster, becoming that pottery maker, whatever it is that you want. You already have everything it takes inside of you to do that. All it's going to take is for you to continuously do the work, you know, and get up and believe in yourself enough to take that action. And you'll see that when you take that action, when you really go for it and you don't look back and you're consistent and you believe in yourself and you don't listen to what other one, everyone else tells you, you're going to see how it shows up for you. The dream shows up for you when you show up for it. And I truly believe that. Like I have, I'm proof of that in the sense of, I don't have everything figured out. I'm just 28 and I'm still pivoting and I'm still learning and I'm still young and I don't have everything perfect. That doesn't exist, but I show up for my dream. And I've seen that my dream has shown up for me in more ways than one. And so don't give up, continue going. I tell myself this every single day. So I would say the same thing to someone else listening. I believe in you. If you need someone to believe in you, I already believe in you. And so go for it. Don't look back. Keep going. I would say that. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. And, you know, you said that you have so many things that you'd like to say to them and that's why they're going to go listen to your podcast. That's fine. <laughs> you can just say it all to them there. But that was amazing. That was so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being here and sharing your story and sharing so much advice. You are so generous um, in oh. sharing your time here, but then also in your podcast. So thank you. I would love for you to share where everyone can connect with you, listen to your podcast, and just keep up with all the amazing things that you're doing. Oh, well, first of all, I have to say, Estelle, thank you. Like, this was amazing. Best part of my oh, Saturday. It was awesome too. to get to talk to you and get to know you. So thank you for inviting me on the show. And hopefully we can have you on the show sometime soon. Um, we, uh, where can you find me? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Drea Lopez without the E in Lopez. And, um, you can also find, I'm pretty much that in pretty much all of the socials, but you can also join my Patreon community. That's where a bunch of the women I'm just kind of, we're kind of connecting and communicating every single week. I give a lot of like exclusive things in there. It's kind of shifting now. Like I said, I pivot, but um, it is going to be a lot of exclusive things coming up in 2023, like music and different personal development stuff, podcast stuff. So if you want to be a part of that, I'll also uh, give Estelle the link so you guys can join. But yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. If not, you can also find my website, www.drealopez.com. And I look forward to connecting with you guys. Always send me a DM. I always look at them. Yay. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'll put all of this in the show notes link to your podcast, your IG, your website, Patreon community, all the things will be in the show notes so everyone can find you and connect with oh, you. Thank you. Thank you thank so you. much. I really appreciate you being here. Oh no, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Yes. It's awesome. Isn't Drea amazing? Oh my goodness. I loved talking with her, talking to her. She's she's awesome. So make sure you go follow her on Instagram, connect with her on her own podcast, go and listen to her podcast as well. I um, can't wait for you to get into her circle as well. Let both of us know what you thought of this episode by screenshotting it and tagging us, posting it on Instagram and tagging us, tagging me at Estelle. I'm very um, 
and Drea at Drea Lopez on Instagram. We would love, I know she would love to repost that for you um, as well as to connect with you guys too. So go ahead and do that and show your support, show your love. Um, don't forget the giveaway guys. Um, make sure that you are um, leaving a review, screenshotting it, and then DMing it or emailing it to me. I would love to hear from you. And lastly, I just want to reiterate what Drea said about her um, one piece of advice, which is like, make sure that you are aligned with what is it that I know the goddess put on my heart to do creatively and go for it. Do not look back. Don't let negative voices stop you. Go for it. I want you to go for it today, this week, and if you need encouragement, come over to the Facebook group, come over and DM me to encourage you along the journey, join the email list, and um, I'm here to support you, I'm here for you, thank you for taking the time, and I know today's was a longer episode, but I so appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to this show, and to show up for yourself like drea said show up for your dream and it will show up for you so keep doing that keep going and i hope you have an amazing day i'll talk to you later thank you so much for listening to another episode of the creatively performing arts podcast i hope you feel encouraged inspired and truly impacted by today's episode and if you can think of one person who would love this show please share this episode with a friend and if you wouldn't mind going to apple podcasts and leaving a review and rating it will take 30 seconds and it would truly immensely help this show grow and reach more people who need to use their creative gifts as well and finally go to the performing arts community on facebook and join this online free community for you to interact with and connect with other artists. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so much and I'll talk to you later.